And as we know, we seem to be kind of focusing in on this whole kind of, you know, um, essentialism, uh, uh, um, um, constructivism, or essentialism, accidents um, idea. I, as with a lot of philosophy, it's the issue is more often the case of well, what do we do with this? Why, you know, what's the motivation? What are the implications if we have this particular worldview, or with this, we have this particular kind of philosophical disposition? Um, where does it take us? Where does mm. it lead us? Um, so you know, you can say so. You know, for example, I mean, you know, Plato. Basically, I'm mean, getting back to your, one of your earlier questions about you know, is it, is it kind of human beings or Danny? That Plato's concerned. I mean, in a sense, Plato's almost saying that it's it's kind of language thing. That anything that can be labelled, anything that can have a label attached to it, has an ideal form. Um, so you know, cats, dogs, beds, armadillos. You know, all of these things. If you can label it, then somewhere in a metaphysical kind of you know reality, there is yeah. there is a model of that that everything approximates to. So you can tell whether something is a good bed or a good armadillo or a, you know or a, or a good dog. Um, on the basis of how well it approximates to its essence, and the essence is untouchable, um, yeah. so it doesn't really matter what happens kind of here. And this is this, you know, obviously the idea of, of, of the kind of the ephemeral kind of spectral world, the kind of ghostly world that we live in. What happens here doesn't touch those ideals. Um, but of course, the criticism of of, of that um, is that it's it's making la it's it's making language to do too much because. The critics have argued that that, that labelling something is just it's like a, it's a semiotic activity. Labelling something is mm. is just you and me deciding we're going to call something something. So you and I could see you know you and I could see a particular shaped rock out in your back garden, uh, mm. and we could say okay that particular shaped rock we're going to call a gazungada, and mm. and you and I will have invented that world. That word now, just because we've come up with this word, this word gazungada, which labels that particular kind of rock, that doesn't, in, in any respect, cr suddenly create uh, an, an ideal form. It doesn't suddenly kind of bring into existence a metaphysical um, representation of this thing, and, the, and everything has to, you know, everything that is a gazungada approximates to that. And all the critics have said, you know, that you know, the, the words don't contain. The words don't contain substantive meaning. Words are are mm. are, are consensus. They're semiotic. They're consensus. Yeah. So we decide. So you know, if you look at you know, so if you look at the word gazungada, no matter how many times you look at it, no matter how many times you say it, that word is not going to give you anything more than you and I have already yeah. put into it. So you and I will yeah. know that it means that shaped rock, and you could send that word off to any everybody in the world. And it doesn't matter how long they look and study it. That word is not going to give you anything more, um, mm. unless unless we all decide that we're going. To, I mean, it's like beer, and we all like beer, and we all kind of mm. know, you know, what beer is. And I've looked, at, and I looked, at, I was, I, 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 you know, sorry, I, I prepared this this little bit here because I did look because <laughs> I did look up a definition of beer. Um, yeah. um, as I say, you know, I mean, I, I'm very keen. I'm very. This is very important to me, though, because as I mentioned yeah. to you, uh, you know, I, I've, I've recently discovered I'm, I'm gluten intolerant, and beer is, 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 is all about the wheat. Well, there's a lot of wheat. I thought it was the end of the world. Oh really. man, it was. It's the pits of the earth, I tell you. But I have now recently discovered um, that, uh, that, that there are uh, beers available which don't involve wheat. Um, so I kind of so you, you can say, well, okay, the word beer is a label that we put on something. So what does that label? What does that that symbol? Um, contain 
Um, and I think I hear I think I hear Wittgenstein is waiting in the lobby. Yeah, to come in. yeah, yeah. Bring him, keep him out for the moment. <laughs> I finished here, but yeah, just yeah, yeah. Make sure he's on the list. But um, I, so you know, the Miriam. I just thought the Miriam Webster dictionary says beer is a carbonated, fermented alcoholic beverage that is usually made from malted cereal grain, especially barley. No mention of wheat here. Um, is flavoured with hops and typically contains less than five percent alcohol content. I don't know where they've been drinking, um, but that's certainly <laughs> not my experience. Now, you know, that's what the word beer can mean. That's a, that's a definition. We've decided that somebody's got together and decided that's what that word means. Um, I mean, the word itself, beer, doesn't contain that understanding, and we could call we could call beer electric soup. Um, and and you know the, you know we could just say oh, we're now going to call it electric soup and we're now no longer going to call it beer. It would still contain that same meaning. So the word doesn't bring a metaphysical thing into existence. So the critics mm. have said um, that you know that all you're doing um, by examining the word is you're kind of getting involved in, in either a tautology um, mm. where you're just saying um, the word means what we've decided it means. So tautology mm -hmm. means you're going around, you know, you're just going around in circles. So you know, yeah. um, you know, beer. A lot of that about them, there is a lot of that. So beer means uh, what we've decided beer to mean, um, mm. or the critics say um, it becomes a kind of um, it could become a kind of an infinite regress. So you can say, well, okay, beer is a carbonated. Well, hang on a minute. What do we mean by carbonated? Well, carbonated means, oh, yeah, but what, you know, uh, what do we mean by gases? Well, a gas means, oh, yeah, but what do we mean? And you could just keep ev every word you use to describe mm. beer is equally open to, equally open to deconstruction. Um, so mm. the critics have said that Plato's idea of an essence um, is just him misunderstanding how, how language works. Um, yeah. Um, now, is 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 Wittgenstein still in the, in the lobby, or is he taking his boots off? No, I mean, I mean we can. He's talking a little bit about private language, mm -hmm. but this is to do with really. Um, I don't know if you, you, you're, how familiar you are with the private language argument. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's the idea that we can't have, we you can't put a, a kind of signifier on the on the private sensation. Mm. So you might. Um, the only way to make. Uh, a concept reality is to have like you say a consensus with a word so he, he like Wittgenstein's famous thing if I can remember now is like you could try to have a kind of um, a feeling and then write down something like a squiggle that represents that feeling but no, no matter what you do by the time you try to explain it you've already broken you, you've already kind of um, broken that spell that there's no yeah. there's no way you could um like make manifest that that concept without a kind of consensus mm. uh, i have this feeling you know it's a bit like when you have heartburn oh then we've already you know there's something has to be there that you meet so you can't have a private mm. feeling yeah. or sensation mm. that's that's completely yours yes yes absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and, it, and exactly and and you know all you know all kind of all languages we've just been suggesting is is is, is forms of kind of is is a form of semiotic uh in action uh semiotic semiotic activity in the sense that you know we decide as groups of people the content that each of these symbols is going to contain um and if you've got a completely private language then then that it's not a language because you're not, you know, mm. there is there is no shared moment of communication. Now, whether or not, mm. I mean, whether or not it's possible to have a share a, a, a private language 
um, that you can communicate to yourself with a reflective language um, that only you well, understand. Um, I don't. Well, know. That, I think that's what that's what he would be arguing against because mm. if you're you can't have any 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 um, thought mm. without language existing, and language can only exist if you have a consensus. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So you, yeah, no, it, it does get a little bit more complicated because we get into the idea of you know um, intuitive intuitive um, sensations. I'm running out of words because there are none. <laughs> this is the whole. Th- you know, this is why the the tractatus was written. Yes. Because you know he's trying to find the kind of the key to unlock the whole of language, mm. and um, the the fact is that you're running up against walls. You know, um, yeah. Mm. Well, keep him, keep, keep, you know, keep him around. Keep Wittgenstein around. I'm making a cup of tea. Yeah. Sit him down because um, well, it'd be good to. Have- he also said, you know, nothing, nothing is hidden. Mm. Everything is open to view. What does he? So what that means is. <laughs> what does he? What does he mean by that? What that means is. We, if you're, it, it, it matches the idea of looking for an essence. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If we, if we study and study, if we try to find like this thing that's inside us, mm. that that, that we point into something that's uh, that, that will finally um, say that is Danny. Mm. Yeah, it's not there, and then and then and he's talking about he's referring to that about language as well. Yes. Yes, I mean it is interesting. We'll, we'll so keep him around um, mm-hmm. and give him a biscuit and and tell him to hang around because I'm I'm sure he'll crop up. I'm sure he'll be useful to have 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 on board in a bit because um, there's stuff that I could, I'm I'm thinking about at the moment that I think he'd he'd uh, he'd like to have a you know I'd have a, 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 a contribute to. But um, I mean it's interesting isn't it? because I mean, even even Aristotle is normally kind of seen as 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 uh, not entirely. In agreement with Plato, does still seem to have a kind of an essentialist view. Um, he does. I mean, you know, he 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 is. He, I think he's a little bit more. I think he's a little bit more kind of real world. There's a little bit more of the phenomenologist about Aristotle. That's very that's very anachronistic to say that. But um, I mean, Aristotle mm-hmm. uh, wants makes this distinction between, and it's an interesting distinction. And whether it's meaningful or not is is open to discussion. But he makes a distinction between essence and accidents. So he says, you know, an essence is something that's absolutely necessary. So the thing that you absolutely have, and if you take this away, you're not a human being anymore. Or, you know, if you take it away, that's not beer anymore. So you could say, you know, um, um, so for example, you know, it might be argued, I might have argued, actually, you know, um, gluten is is an essence. It's an absolutely necessary component uh, to beer, uh, Mm. such that if you take the gluten away, it's not beer anymore. I have subsequently come to discover um, that, in fact, it's an accident. Um, and what Aristotle calls an accident is something that's not necessary. It's just, it's just, um, it's just uh, uh, um, something that's almost cosmetic, really. Mm. Um, so having a beard, for example, would be an accident. It's not necessary to your existence as a human being. Uh, but rationality says and and you know the Greeks loved all that rationality says Aristotle is absolutely the heart is the absolute essence of humanity the ability to kind of think it's it's the the, the soul of humanity um mm. you know the color of your hair the color of your skin um is is a, is an accident um mm. and again this becomes very interesting as 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 you know as kind of race and and, and gender related debates yeah. kick off um because you do have uh, and we you know we may have chance to get onto this as we, as as we as we um, 
as we kind of dig further into this and it gets more complicated and more and more contentious uh, but on yeah. the one hand you will have people kind of waving the flag and saying absolutely color is not essential it's just an accident it doesn't you know it's, mm. it's 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 not it doesn't make me a human being to be you know red white green yellow or whatever um, mm. uh, and and so you know and and there's a the, you know, and people will be arguing well this is it you know we need to be colorblind um, it's you know it's to do with kind of equality uh, and and a level playing field and so on but of course you do get equally valid arguments on the other perspective on the mm. other side, side saying actually color is not an accident if you say that mm. the color is just is, is just like um, um, a cosmetic thing I happen to have mm. chosen to wear this t-shirt today it doesn't really make any difference to my identity or my essence I just happen to have been born black or, or, or whatever it doesn't make it then that could be considered to be you know uh, you know it, it could be seen as a very as a very reductionist and a very insulting uh, and belittling attitude to to um, to, to, to particular racial groups um, so it's a tricky one it's not as easy and it, it sounds it sounds okay to start off with oh yeah you know your yeah. color uh, and your gender are not part of who you are it's not it's not your essence um, mm. you know it's, it's an accident it's just one of the kind of side issues um, and you know, well, it's a difference isn't it it's a difference between um, I thought about this quite real recently mm. it, it kind of hit me with you know <laughs> um, suddenly uh, um, maybe a f- few months ago it's a difference between looking for equality mm-hmm. and looking for liberation mm. and what I mean by that is equality is like seeks to get come up to be equal with right it's looking for uh, trying to make up ground mm. so let's say you know different race is not treated as, as um, uh, fairly as uh, another race so it, we must bring them up to the same level and what what that's doing is saying that the the initial the initial race the um, the, the initial um, the the first people to do something let's you know let's put it in the, in its you know the right context so you know the the so the white people white Europeans have gone down a route okay and it was then um, got to a certain uh, level. And then it's been okay. Well, this is not fair. Let's make everyone equal. Let's bring them up, bring everybody up, women and everybody up to the same level as you know this white European man. And what it, it hit me like you know like a brick mm. <laughs> when I realised what I was, what this was. You know, why should we all follow this way? Mm-hmm. Why should we? Why is you know going down the same road that's already been put down by a certain group? Is not is 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 also like it's a little bit like insulting. Mm. Why don't we you know compl- go to a completely different route? Yes, and it's ignoring all the different you know it's ignoring um, ignoring sex and ignoring race. Mm. And um, I think that's you know fundamentally important. As so a lot of people would maybe disagree mm. with that. Yes, and then they hear equality because equality sounds so good, mm. and it does. You know, it is good. Everyone should be able to do the same thing but if by doing that you're ignoring all the other possible routes yeah it, that is, is yeah. yeah i mean it is it is fascinating and it is a real the more you read <coughs> um the more <laughs> the more the more confusing well i mean not so confusing but the the the, the less obvious it becomes um yeah. uh, the route that you might think is the most obvious which is you know as you were saying um um, egalitarianism, kind of absolute kind of equality, everybody kind of having the same thing and, and, and having that kind of, you know, uh, that kind of a, that level of playing field. That sounds like, equality sounds like 
yeah. um, you know, the thing to be working for. And and you know, don't get me wrong, there's there's a lot to be said for equality. There's mm. a lot of inequality, and, a lot of, and you know, a lot of people are not functioning on the same playing field. A lot of people are, are, are you know prejudiced in the way they have to function in their lives. But that's not necessarily the be all and end all. That's not necessarily the touchstone. Mm. Um, and you know, to some extent, this is kind of almost what. And again, I'm not trying to validate Plato's Republic, but it's kind of. It's kind of what Plato was trying to get at to some extent, because he was not arguing for an equality. Um, you know what he was. You know what what Plato was arguing for was um, happiness. And he said, "Well, okay, mm. you know uh, what we're trying to do is we're trying to make sure that people live the most satisfying lives. Uh, so not everybody wants to be." Um, the, the, uh, uh, the leader. Not everybody wants to be a philosopher. Not everybody wants to be um, a professional, you know, uh, um, um, academic or or uh, uh, you know somebody who has a, a professional career. Some people are perfectly, you know, perfectly happy. Um, uh, and, and he would argue are actually are actually you know uh, um, in their very essence um, mm-hmm. equipped for. A particular kind of lifestyle. So why force these mm. people? You know, why force the person who's perfectly happy, um, you know, cooking burgers in a in a in a um, you know, in a in a cafe and really is enjoying the job, gets to see a lot of people, uh, mm. and it takes pride in what they do, um, has a lot more kind of you know time to themselves and la 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 la. You know, why say to them, you know, you should be you should be looking to own this place. You should be looking to manage mm. a chain. You should be looking to be more of an entrepreneur. You're not being you're not ambitious enough. You know, mm. um, so. And I see this. We've talked about this before. I see this a lot in in, in in the university system, where we have a particular model of what is considered to be successful. Um, yeah. Uh, and and you know, education is is, is increasingly kind of. We, I think we talked about this in the previous cast. I don't want to get too carried away with it, but it is that kind of the essence. There's almost a kind of an essentialism there. What's the essence of success? What's the essence of a successful mm. human being? The essence of a successful human being is somebody who can compete commercially um, in the current marketplace. Have a particular kind of financial quality of life. A successful human being is not somebody who's just kind of you know enjoying where they are, uh, with perhaps what might be considered the minimum of, of mm. consumer goods, uh, and just happily um, um, happily kind of enjoying the great outdoors and happily enjoying kind of you know weaving their own yogurt and 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 you know I don't know. <laughs> herding their own sheep. I don't know. It's just kind of we have this very you know, every generation, every kind of culture has exact has this 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 essence, the standard mm. of what and we'll talk I hopefully we'll talk about this a bit more because it, it, it morphs um and and the, the justification for it changes from one generation mm. to the next, but it still persists. And a lot of the mm. kind of the smarter academics um hopefully we'll be able to engage with um have kind of made this point you know why why is that and i'm holding a mythical thing up in my hand at the moment in front of danny <laughs> i'm pointing to it mm. and with an accusatory mm. finger why is that the touchstone why is that the essence of what yeah. what what makes us happy you know and, and what mm. we should be striving for you see what i mean yeah yeah absolutely yeah we mentioned it before and i'll say it again the joseph campbell idea is look at all the buildings mm. Mm. Now, what the, the biggest buildings were in the past, you know, the churches, the mosques, and then it became, you know, the houses of learning, the universities, and then now it's, you know, business mm. you know, buildings, you yeah. know, glass, you know, that, that's what's, um, you know, that's sort of screaming at the world, this is important, mm. but now, you know, we've gone into the internet, so this, is, this moves even further. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.